0: Hello and welcome to the sixth and for now final episode of the Track Cycling Podcast. I'm Guy Swarbrick and I'll be talking to Rob Jones of Canadian Cyclist who's sitting in the media centre at the Velodrome in Roubaix while everything's being dismantled around him. So, we're all done. Yes, it's one of those things when it starts, you of start looking forward to it and by the time you get to day five, you just wish <laughs> the damn thing was over. It wasn't a bad day five though, was it? I mean, we, we no. started with the, the men's sprint semifinals and uh, I think we kind of knew where they were going, but yeah. But Hoogland, I don't know what, where, where his head's at. He seems to space out every now and then. Yeah. And then things Although happen. He did, he did at least manage to recover from it today. Yeah. Interesting in the finals, interesting battle between Vigier and, and Bertischer. And I mean, Vigier was clearly the faster rider, but some, some nice little tricks from, from Bertischer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's and that's part of um part of sprinting, you know. You know a smart rider can yeah. be a strong rider. Yeah. Um, but but not necessarily over three races. So that's the no that's the challenge, isn't it? So we, we kind of predicted a a hugland Hoogland final and that's what we got. It's probably a little bit more one-sided than than we would have liked, but um, I I guess oh, Hoogland did did get the drop on racing didn't he? It was just um well, yeah, he 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 tried the same trick
1: that um, Bonninger did on him. Yeah. Go early. And then he he didn't catch Bonninger, Said so it was a third ride. But um, Averson, uh did reel him in because he didn't, he didn't well, get quite as far away.
0: Chris Boardman was doing the UK TV commentary, and he just bigged up Hoogland and, and said that his big thing was that he didn't have the kick that LaVracin had but what he did have was the sprint endurance and he, he kind of went like a train once he was going. And then I watched that train get completely overtaken by a, by a much faster train. That's yeah. right. Yeah. By the express. Uh, it's getting a bit tedious now when it's the same final three years in a row and the, and the same winner, but yeah, you can't argue they don't deserve it. Yeah.
1: I, well, exactly. You know, I, I, until somebody comes along and, you know, can manage to challenge them yeah. um, or they get bored
0: with it. Yeah. But they're uh, so young as well. I mean, uh, Scary, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we had the women's Kirin, which was three-up Kirin repishages, uh, 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 something that I could live without seeing again. But um, again, a few, few upsets, yeah. including a Canadian who I, I think probably should have got further than she did.
1: Yeah, Anne Janae. Yeah, I mean, the bronze medalist from Tokyo. <coughs> I'm not sure what was going on with the two Canadians because they both seemed... I don't know. I don't know if they're just tired or something, but they didn't seem to really uh, have the the kick that that I expected, you know. And the same thing with with Kelsey and the Mitchell in the final. I mean, she started to get a kick and she sort of got up level almost with well level with with Friedrich, and then and all of a sudden she just. I don't know right if she wasted again. more
0: energy than she needed to in the second round. So The second round ride was. Incredibly impressive. Yeah, yeah, she she just went right by them, like like they were yeah. in a different gear. So again, another another German sprinter wins a a women's race, but yeah, it was it was, it was nice to see the uh, Japanese Japanese girl take take
1: the silver, and uh, and on the podium she was she was extremely happy and was
0: bowing to everybody and and the other big, big rider I, I was really pleased for and actually she she might just about have got a medal as well was um, was Maddie Godby. Who? who mm-hmm. She she kind of looks average for world class, if that's fair. And, and then every now yeah. and again, she just has a day when she she looks as though she's on the brink of of being rather more than that. Yeah, but but then she she never seems to actually sort of yeah. move past that. Yeah, but I mean, fourth in the world championships is not it's not a bad result, is it? And a, no, and it's, a no, place it's above Kelsey Mitchell just. For, the records so yes, yes, it, it wasn't bad <laughs> yeah. and then we had a couple of bunch races didn't we um women's points race yes. That was, that was, that was brutal. Just,
1: you know, but everyone was on their knees by the end of it. It was just, you know, you'd see riders like Katie Archibald sort of just <laughs> suddenly sit up and shake her head. Like, I just can't go
0: anymore. And the thing was, everyone was, was see, on their knees before you know, the start of it because of the week they had. And yet they still yeah. managed to, yeah. to ring out another really, really fast, really competitive race. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Lottie Kopecky, you know. She, she, she was,
1: you know, when when she rode around, rode away the last time when you saw it. her. That was a bit like um,
0: <laughs> haters' last lap in the um, in the omnium, wasn't it? I don't think. Yeah. yeah, she was. She was doing it for effect, and and there was no point in anybody chasing her. But, but. <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, I mean, it was, you know, it, it was, it was a hard race. And I mean, the, the field was shredded. You know, it was, it, it, was, it was really great. race And still quite
0: close at the end. I mean, despite the, yeah. despite the obvious form that Capecchi had, there was only what, four points between her and Archibald and a dozen points to, to yeah. Kirsten Vilt. But that was, I think Vilt by the end was, was <laughs> vilting. Yes. 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 She was, I, I'm, I'm ignoring that. <laughs> you You should.
1: <laughs> but, but um you know she was trying to um get up there at one point she was busy yelling at jennifer valenti saying come on come on work and valenti's sort of like i can't i'm, I'm done you know and, and it was her last race before retiring and she won a bronze medal after winning a gold medal the day before they had a nice little ceremony on the apron after her race finished and Carthien, the, you say, president gave her flowers, and then she rode around the track and she was she was really, and there's a standing ovation, so it was quite good.
0: Yeah, I don't, my understanding is she's not quite finished, so this is her last definitely her, her last World Championships mm-hmm. but I, I believe she's riding right the Champions League. She was certainly announced wow. as Okay. Um, one of the which I'm trying to remember what they called them, but they had a, a bunch of people who were kind of elected to the Champions League before the right. qualifi- qualifying criteria kicked in. Yeah, and I think she she's one of those, mm-hmm. so we might see her another half dozen times before the end of the year, but in in a very different kind of event. And then mm-hmm. uh, men's medicine. No, that was an uneventful. Kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was just so brutally quick
1: yeah oh it was you know just sort of keeping track of it and you know and at one point you know um i remember who it was was trying to take a lap maybe maybe italy and i was looking at the conversation they're trying to figure out at what point have they taken a lap? Because there's no pa- there's no pack to pack. <laughs> no, there, was, there was a, there was a, there was a few like, groups it, it, of
0: two riders, but
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: It's like, you know At what point do we decide that they've lapped them? <laughs> you know, like, because, because it came apart so much. Normally, the um, the DNFS on the Tissot timing results don't have yeah. a, a place number, but for some bizarre reason, they have for the Madison. So they have yeah. they have six uh, teams equal twelfth. Um, who didn't finish And, and Spain who were 11 were at minus 80 points. Yeah. So the, 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 yeah, And then you've got Russia, New Zealand, and Australia who, who are all in single figures, six, seven, and eight points. Yeah, yeah you know, the, the, the I mean, only thing they managed uh, to do was avoid getting lapsed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and Denmark, you know, they looked, they looked not, not out of it in the sense of uh, being mm-hmm. too far behind, but just not particularly interested and, and not up for it. And then halfway through the race, it was almost as if they thought, actually, we, we might be able to win this.
1: Yeah, or, or it's more like we'll, we'll let the other guys you know, destroy themselves. Um, attacking each other, yeah. and then once um, and once and once they're on their knees, then we'll sort of ramp it up. And I think that's what um, happened to
0: France. Wasn't it? France worked yeah. far too hard mm-hmm. in the first half of the race, and then then had yeah. nothing to go. Whereas yeah. Great Britain did the opposite and and took it too easy in the first half of the race and left it too yeah. late to, to actually yeah. get on the.
1: And Belgium, I mean Belgium, I mean, were consistent through the race, but but at the end when the last last few sprints, they they didn't have anything left, and it that 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 lost them silver.
0: Yeah, and I, I think when you think back to de Ketela's performance in the points race and um, that was kind of the story of his point race as well and i yeah. i just wonder whether that's yeah you know it's, it, the the legs are not quite there um, yeah. whether yeah. that's a, an age thing or a this season thing but yeah. He, he yeah he looked very impressive early on and then and then not so much later
1: yeah. And then the last race was that the other new one, the elimination <laughs> and earlier Viviani and he,
0: finally did something
1: He won something and we've been talking him up, you know, every race, oh well Viviani and then he doesn't do it doesn't do, well, we were talking about how, you know normally he'd be in the Madison but this time he didn't and obviously it was the right decision and I mean for there were a few times it looked like he was going to get knocked out Cause he kept hang dangling around the back and then he sort of sneaked through. Um, and it was a couple of times, I think it was pretty tight. Um, and then at the end, the, the Portuguese guy didn't even attempt to follow him. He just yeah. sort of like, I'll, I'm happy with silver. Cause I can't follow you.
0: I mean, I, I, I tweeted before the start of the race that you look at, look down at the list and, and it looked like a list of riders who must be knackered given what they'd done during the, the rest mm-hmm. of the week. Uh, And I I got a reply from uh, Yuri Havik, the six day rider who said, yeah, I'm I'm surprised that there were, there's nobody there who was riding the Madison. (laughs) 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 Perhaps not too, too, too big a surprise, but yeah, uh, I think you had to make a choice between those two races this, this, this time around, you couldn't possibly have done both. Yeah, I suppose for for Viviani. Yeah, I mean, you know, if 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 he did, then there should be some serious drug testing. <laughs> I, I believe there is. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think you know Viviani. It was it was probably his his last attempt to win a rainbow jersey. It must have been quite yeah. a difficult decision. Actually, you look at Italy's performance in the in the Madison and with Viviani in, they might have won that. Yeah, and not doing that and going for the elimination race, which is always a bit of a gamble anyway, turned out to be the the right thing for him to do. Yeah, no, no. So that's it for another year. What what would you say were your highlights from the week? Highlights for the week. And now I have to try and remember stuff from day <laughs> one which was so long ago.
1: I don't know if the, if I if I can think of any one particular item that I will look at and say that was the was what what was was it. That was the most impressive. I think just overall I was impressed with how competitive and how aggressive almost all the races were at this world. And we've had worlds where some of the races have been just boring. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, there's nothing going on or it's just, you know, there's one or two people that, that are that are sort of controlling things. But yes, we ended up with, you know, the, the German women sort of running most of the sprint stuff and the Dutch men winning a lot of the sprint, the sprint stuff as well. So I guess from the sprint side, it was maybe a little boring. But, you know, on the endurance side,
0: there were some strong, strong events there. Yeah, the two scratch races were probably the the, the least exciting of the week, but the, yeah. the points races, the Madison's even dare yeah. I say yeah. in the elimination races yeah. um, and the, and the, audience. the audience were Yeah. They've been yeah. super. You know, so there were, there was some, you know, there, there was some fantastic
1: racing there. And as we've said, you know, even in Olympic year, and the riders I've talked to said, yeah, you know everyone's tired, but you know, they, um, I think, I think there's in some people's calculation is, will I make this Champions League? Because, um, although I don't necessarily think it's a great idea, you know, it's obviously very important for the for the athletes. Well,
0: and I've just applied for media accreditation for the two London rounds, so I think it's a fantastic idea and I want to have a word said against it. <laughs> um, and, and, until my accreditation comes through uh, but yeah I mean it, it's the it's effectively the top three medalists in the endurance events isn't it and, and the top six yeah. sprint gear and yeah, riders and, and there's yeah and there's a um, you know and then there's invitations I I
1: know there's four Canadians that are that are that are in yeah um, and then, there's, know, some, uh, there's
0: some odd invitations I mean I wouldn't wouldn't um, deny Ed Clancy a place in it because he's been involved in, in setting it up and stuff yeah. but I mean Ed's effectively uh-huh. retired I and mean, he <laughs> (laughs) He's got a place. Kellen O'Brien is one of the pre-World's invitees um, and he looked very ordinary this week. So, I'd be interested to know what their invitation criteria was, but I think Kirstenville and Katie Archibald were on the, on the invitation list and and you wouldn't argue against that. Yeah. But you know, I, I I think part of it is, you know,
1: there's a calculation. Okay. We want to hit as many markets as we can. We can't have a bunch of riders all from the same three or four countries. We need to spread it around so that, and I mean, and even from a UCI perspective in terms of the ranking points, you know, if you shut out whole regions of the world, then then that that's that, that
0: that's blatantly unfair. Well, and I, you know? I have to look at the um, at, at what the effect is, but the fact that it's the top six from the sprint and the top six from the Kiroin, you know, yeah. in in both the men's and the women's with different nations, that's the same the same riders. So that's going to go yeah. a lot further than the top six, yeah. just because you can't have you know you can't have one rider in there twice. And even on right. the endurance side. The top three medalists from each of the events. There's a fair amount of duplication there as well. So, yeah, exactly. Um, it, it should go a bit wider, but there's going to be a lot of, um, of German and Dutch riders in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you you left. You have to tell me if they have a disco ball. I, I'm
1: I'm thinking it's going to be very much uh, six old six, six day style.
0: Yeah, I I think it, it will be them trying to establish a new one day style. I, I mean, I think it, it's going to borrow from the six days. Yeah. But I, I I suspect, especially given some of the people who are involved with it, it will be somewhere between that and the the revolution series that used to run at Manchester. Yeah, but, but kind of more pizzazz and more kind of television-friendly. Given who's paying for yeah. it, effectively. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it how it pans out. I, I and I've listened to a couple of people like Viviani talk about it as being a good thing for the road riders because it gives them the chance to go and play on the track. Um, over the winter so yeah it's a, it's a chance for them to earn a little bit of money and, and keep their legs going and do a bit of fun track racing over the winter um, yeah. but in that sense that's what the six days has always been for Yeah. Um, so and I, I, yeah they've said a couple of times the idea of the Champions League is very much not to compete with the six days but I just I don't really see how it can't yeah
1: yeah well it's sort of like you know uh, was it Fantino saying the two year cycle of the World Cup is not going to compete with the Olympics
0: yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. of course it is <laughs> so. yeah. thank you for that that's it for now we'll be back next month with a preview of the UCI track cycling Champions League and again in December after the two rounds in London until then goodbye